Hi there, and welcome to Feed That Nation. My name is Natalie Nation. I'm a graduate student. I'm a future registered dietitian. I'm a health educator, a content creator, and a self-proclaimed mac and cheese expert. My goal here on Feed That Nation is to talk all about college life, college health, and college wellness to help you, my fellow college students, to be more successful, more confident, and more healthy in your student experience. I upload new podcast episodes right here to YouTube and to your favorite podcast listening platforms every Wednesday, and I upload vlogs all about college life, my life, life advice, cooking, and whatever the heck else I get up to every Saturday. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram. I am at FeedThatNation, and go check out my blog, FeedThatNation.com. Also, go ahead and check out my affiliate partner, Coconut Whisk. Coconut Whisk is a company local to Minnesota that produces allergy-friendly, vegan, and gluten-free baking mixes. I am so excited to be partnering with Coconut Whisk. I've been loving their products lately. They've got a chocolate chip mug cake that is coming out November 1st that I am so excited to try, and I've really loved pretty much everything else of theirs that I have tried so far. I really like their chocolate muffin mix. I did it the other week. I talked about it on a different pod where I just made it and I added a little bit of extra chocolate chips and I added some espresso powder and it was just so good. So if you want to try coconut whisk, I promise you're going to like them as much as I do. Go ahead and click on my affiliate link below and use my coupon code FeedThatNation. If you use my coupon code, you receive $3 off your order and I receive a small discount. Everybody wins in this situation. Go check out Coconut Whisk. Before we get into this episode, I also want to give you my food, my follow, and my fun for this week. My food this week is going to be, and it feels a little bit out of season now considering that it just snowed like six inches in Minnesota yesterday. I am so irritated about that, but I've been on a banana bread kick lately and I love banana bread and I think you guys should definitely go and make some banana bread this week. I will link my recipe for my awesome chocolate chip banana bread below. It's super, super good. I have been making it for years. It is one of the oldest recipes on my blog. Go ahead and check it out. It's so good. Let me know if you make it. Tag me on Instagram, hashtag FeedThatNation to let me know that you've tried it out. My follow this week is actually a photographer that I know. She was one of the photographers that shot my wedding. Her name is Casey Wyrick and she is absolutely amazing. I honestly love following her on Instagram because I can see so many similarities between some of the photos that she took for my wedding and some of the photos that she takes now. She's got such a fun style. She does a lot of engagements and wedding shoots and she's just so much fun to follow on Instagram because she talks all about the behind the scenes stuff of being a photographer and again honestly photographers professional photographers are so so worth the money that you pay them it's definitely definitely worth having a professional photographer do photos for you no matter what the occasion is rather than just having someone's mom on their phone so if you are needing a photographer go check out Casey Wyrick I will leave her information down below so that you guys can check her out my fun for this week, I was going to recommend going out and enjoying the fall colors. Obviously that's not as doable given the snow, but 
I would say still go ahead and bundle up and spend a little time outside. It is still only October. If you're a Minnesota person, you know, we might be gearing up for a long winter here. So go ahead and go outside, get the sunshine that you're able to get. Breathe in the nature that you're able to breathe in right now. Definitely socially distance where possible and when needed. But remember to get outside because It'll be a lot more pleasant to get outside now when it's only like 30 degrees as opposed to maybe in January or February when it's gonna be negative 30. So yeah, that's my fun for the week. Do your best to get outside even though it's cold and snowy. So I've been thinking about this episode for a couple of weeks now and I've been sort of just trying to figure out how I want to frame what I want to talk about because I've had a couple of different experiences in the last couple of years dealing with mean people. And I wanna talk about well, you know, what I've learned from those experiences and what I think you guys can take away, but I also don't wanna turn it into just like me complaining about the weird, mean, bitchy people that I've had to spend time with over the last couple of years. So we'll just, we'll see how this goes, but I'm really excited to get to talk about this. When I say mean people, I don't mean annoying people. And I don't mean necessarily ignorant people or maybe a little bit socially clueless people. And I know there's a better word for it than that. And honestly, socially clueless is probably not a great way to describe what I mean. So I'll leave it in the podcast. I won't cut it out because I think I want you guys to know that I'm still learning how to talk about these things. But the people I'm talking about when I say mean people, I'm talking about the people who think it is funny when other people are hurt or embarrassed or struggling. And these people tend to laugh at those situations. These people tend to not have sympathy or empathy and these people a lot of times end up perpetuating these situations or instigating these situations. I'll share an example and then I think I'll get into talking about what I want to talk about. So a couple of years ago in undergrad, I was in a class with a lot of other students and we had a professor who worked very hard, was very passionate about the topic they were teaching but sometimes the execution was a little bit off. There were a lot of PowerPoints and not a lot of actual, you know, real life examples or case studies. The class could get very dry at times. Sometimes, you know, we knew that the information wasn't quite as up to date as it could be. And all of that is okay. Like, it's fine. You know, I still had the experience that I wanted to have. I still learned what I needed to learn. But it was frustrating at times and the other students in this class that I was in, they were mean about it. They, we had a group chat and honestly group chats are kind of the worst sometimes, but they would just complain about this professor constantly in this group chat and they would use really vulgar language to talk about this professor in the group chat. And it got to the point even we would be in class with this professor and the professor would be writing on the board and the professor would obviously have their back to us students and these students would make faces at each other behind the professor's back. And it was 
it was so embarrassing for me to be sitting in that class because it made me so uncomfortable because I've been bullied before and I've been the victim of mean people before. And how on earth was I supposed to react to these students, these classmates of mine being bullies? Maybe that's the word for mean people, being bullies. Mean people are bullies. And it got to the point where I just completely dreaded going to class because I was like, oh God, like what are my classmates going to do today? And it got to the point where I just like dreaded seeing a notification pop up for the group chat because I just, I knew that they were going to be talking about this professor again and it was just going to make me sad and uncomfortable. And that's sort of the example that I want to like jump off with because I feel like that example resonate, can resonate with a lot of people if you change the context, you know, maybe it's just you know, a friend in your friend group who, you know, isn't quite as with it as the rest or, you know, is a little bit less socially acceptable. And for those of you listening on a podcast, I just put socially acceptable in air quotes because honestly, who decides what is socially acceptable and what's not? It's absolutely ridiculous. I think my first main takeaway from that situation and from other similar situations is that Bullies, mean people who behave like that are not behaving like the grown ass adults that they are. Like my classmates were like 20, 21, 22 years old or older. Like they were grown ups and they were behaving like middle schoolers. Honestly, it took a lot of the power away from them in my head when I started realizing that they were behaving like children because I realized that. I don't know, they were behaving like children. They were being children. You know, they weren't behaving like the smart adult classmates that I wanted them, that I know they are and that they want to be. And I think honestly also realizing that them being mean to and bullying and just being really icky about this professor. And I realized that that was triggering for me because of my experiences with bullying. And honestly, just being aware of that helped to take away a lot of the power that the the trigger gave to how I was feeling about it. So those are probably my first two steps when I realize I'm in a situation with people who are being mean or being bullies is that grownups, like mature, smart, intelligent grownups do not bully children bully. So when you have a smart grown-up who's behaving like a bully, they're behaving like a child. You know, they're being immature. They're being mean. And then being aware of the things that are triggering for me helps me to be aware that I'm being triggered. And then Honestly, the next step after that was to stop giving the situation power in my head, stop letting it take over how I was feeling at any given time to stop reading the group chat. I put it on mute. I couldn't leave the group chat, unfortunately, but I put it on mute and I would just ignore it. And it got to the point where I would skip classes sometimes if I thought my classmates were going to be extra gross in class that day. And I did actually end up talking to another professor about the situation, a professor in a different department that I was very close with. I just ended up wandering into their office one day when I was feeling really stressed and upset and just told them the whole story. And they said, you know, Natalie, it's okay if you need to skip class. Like your mental health is more important than attending class today. I think also something that I've realized about bullies and something that I've realized about mean people, and this has taken a lot of work to come to this realization, but people are not 
bullies by accident. People are not mean by accident. People can say mean things accidentally, you know, without realizing the intent of their words, sure. People can make mistakes, they can offend you, they can hurt you accidentally. And it happens every day, I'm sure I do that to people, people have done that to me. But the difference between that and intentionally being mean is exactly that, the intention. People are never accidentally cruel. People are never accidentally bullies. You know, it's an intentional choice. My classmates made the intentional choice to gossip and be vulgar about my professor in the group chat. You know, they made the intentional choice to make faces behind my professor's back in class. That in itself has honestly helped me to remove myself from a lot of situations in which I've been interacting with mean people and trying to figure out well, what am I doing wrong that this person is being mean. And this is honestly getting into a whole lot of like self-reflection and therapy stuff that I've been working on for years, but that's the direction we're going with this podcast today. So I'm just going to roll with it. <laughs> it took me so, so long to realize that when someone is mean to me and when someone treats me badly, it is not my fault. And I just want to sit with that for a couple of seconds because sure, there are moments when I make mistakes. There are moments when something I do or say can be very off-putting to someone and cause them to behave in a certain way, you know, because, you know, we're all sometimes triggered by things that make us act like children. It's, it's, a, it's a psychology thing. It's, it's therapy. But people are not cruel accidentally. And generally, when people accidentally hurt you and realize or are informed that they've accidentally hurt you, if they're truly sorry, their reaction is going to be very marked. Like, you know, I'll make up an example here. Like, if my classmates decided that they were going to all go out for drinks and they forgot to invite me, and this is totally, I'm making this up, honestly. If my classmates decided they were going to go out for drinks and they forgot to invite me and I found out about it and I spoke to one of my classmates who planned the event, I said, hey, like it really hurt my feelings that I wasn't invited to this gathering because it seemed like you invited everyone in the class but me. If this was truly an accident, if they truly forgot to invite me, the reaction would be very noticeable. This person would be apologizing to me. This person would tell me that they did not intend to forget me. They did not intend to hurt my feelings. They would probably tell me that they value my friendship. They would tell me that they'll be sure to be careful to invite me to all future events. Like they will try to make it up to me because that is what you do when you hurt someone's feelings. You try to make amends, especially if you did not mean to hurt that person's feelings. Like you know, that's what being an adult is. It's taking responsibility for your actions, especially when they hurt other people. I'll share this story and I'll change enough of the details, I hope, but I have a friend who in high school was going to go to prom with a big group of people. And a couple of weeks before prom day, they were informed by someone in this group of people that they considered to be 
their friend. I mean, they considered that a lot of these people, if not all of these people in this group were their friends, they were informed by one person that they were no longer welcome to join in with them for prom pictures and they would prefer that they were not seated with them at dinner and they were in essence you know kicked out of their prom group it was interesting for me to witness this as you know a bystander as you know a friend because i was watching the reactions of the people who kicked my friend out of the prom group and this was not an accident this was intentional and it may not have been every single person in the group intentionally kicking this person out. It was probably just the action of, you know, one or two really mean people, bullies, alpha bullies. But no one else in the friend group was brave enough to stand up and say, hey, you know what, this isn't fair. We can't kick my friend out. Because in reality, they were scared that the same thing would happen to them. And their fear of being rejected trumped their friendship with my friend. And watching my friend react to this situation, which completely blindsided them and obviously made them feel terrible and obviously was very upsetting. And I could tell that my friend was blaming themselves for getting kicked out of their prom table. And they were wondering, well, what did I do wrong? You know. Can I fix it? Like, what can I do to make you like me again? Basically was the gist of it. And this is where I could tell that the people who kicked out, kicked them out of their prom table were not her friends. Because instead of apologizing, instead of saying they were so sorry and they would, you know, fix it or make it up to her, or, you know, they would be, they would start a new prom table and a new prom group with them so that they weren't alone. Like, None of that was happening. It was all just backpedaling and, oh, well, sorry, these things happen and it wasn't my decision. And it was just, it was immature. And it was, you know, my friend's friends, quotation mark friends, valuing their own place within this group more than they valued my friend's friendship and fearing rejection, fearing the same thing ha would happen to them more than they felt like they wanted to stand up for my friend and actually be their, her friend. And it was incredibly childish of them. And, you know, it was high school, so yes, children, but also like, it just made me so upset because it was not my friend's fault. Nothing my friend did or could have done would have either prevented this or could have reversed the decision or would have made it better. And, I am so passionate about this and probably the way that I was able to just look my friend right in the eye when this is happening and say like, these people are not your friends. If these people were sorry, they would be saying sorry. They would not be making excuses like they are. People are not mean like this accidentally. This was not an accident. And maybe that was a really blunt thing of me to say, but I'm so passionate about this because the same thing happened to me when I was in high school. I was kicked out of my prom table, my senior prom table that I was supposed to be at with my then boyfriend, Paul, now husband, and several people, including very close people who I would have considered to be my friends. 
And thinking back, I don't really think a single one of them were actually being my friend back then. And of that group of people, I am actually only truly friends with one of them today. Out of, I think, the 10 total. That is why I'm so passionate about this topic, this idea that people who are truly your friends will not hurt you intentionally. People who are truly your friends will not bully you intentionally. People who are your friends will not be cruel to you or make you uncomfortable or feel unsafe intentionally. And when it happens unintentionally, if it's an accident or ignorance and you point it out to them and you say, look, this thing that you did or said, this hurt me. If they are your friend, they will apologize. They will say they're sorry. They will make amends. They will change the behavior, you know? I think maybe someday I will tell the full story of me getting kicked out of my prom table later. I think I still have some work to do on myself for it. And I think, honestly, this podcast is going to be long enough without it. But... I hope that you take away from this podcast episode that you do not need to keep bullies or mean people or cruel people or people who make you feel like shit in your life. I'm going to use that word and it's, yeah. You do not need to keep people who make you feel like shit in your life. You do not need to follow them on social media. You don't need to make plans with them. You don't need to respond to their texts. Like... If they make you feel shitty, they're not your friend, especially if you've told them that something they do or say makes you feel shitty and they keep doing it and they don't apologize. And this this goes for more than just, you know, friendships, platonic friendships. This can go for coworker relationships or supervisor or boss or mentor or professor relationships. This definitely 100 million percent goes for relationships that you have that might be romantic. And that can be an entirely different episode for a different day. But obviously, if your significant other makes you feel crappy about yourself, they're not being a good significant other and you probably don't need to be with them. Whew. So to reiterate, people who make you feel like shit intentionally without apologizing do not need to be in your life. And I think the really screwy thing is like with the prom table incident or like I was talking about at the beginning with the incident with my professor and my classmates, I was so uncomfortable and upset by what my classmates were doing, but I didn't speak up and I didn't say anything because I didn't want to be rejected by this group. I still wanted to fit in with this group, even though they were not a group that I wanted to be a part of. And I think that's really the, the really tough part about all of this is that, like, you know, my friend with her prom table or me with my prom table, even though I was kicked out of my prom table, I still wanted to fit in with them. I still considered them my friends because I didn't want to continually be rejected by them. I didn't want to be alone. And that's a genuine fear that a lot of people have is being alone, which again, gets into a lot of therapy stuff that I'm not a therapist, but people fear being alone. People fear being alone because it means, or in their head, it means that they're bad. 
you know, people fear rejection because they fear that rejection is their own fault. And that's not true. You can't control how other people treat you. You can control how you treat others. And quite honestly, my prom table incident, this incident with the professor, my friend's prom table incident, all of that has truly, truly shaped how I treat others. This was six years ago that I was kicked out of my prom table and it still is one of the defining incidents of my young adult life. It absolutely shapes how I behave towards other people. It shapes how I try to include people and make sure that everyone feels comfortable. It definitely shapes how I talk about people and friends and relationships on this podcast. I'm not really sure what I wanted this podcast episode to be, but I think I'm kind of happy with it. I'm going to end it here. So... If something with this episode resonated with you, please go ahead and leave me a comment down below. If you're watching me on YouTube, leave me a review letting me know what you thought. If you're listening on a podcast platform, definitely if you can leave me a five-star rating and review, throw a thumbs up on this video, throw me some digital interaction. It really helps me, helps the algorithm and all that other social media nonsense that we unfortunately have to grapple with. I am very happy to be settled into what I hope will be my new podcasting space. This is a closet upstairs in my house and you will get to see me putting it together in this week's vlog which will be up on Saturday. (laughs) A lot of adventures. Anyways, I hope that you have a good week. I hope that you if you, if you unfollow one person on social media who makes you feel crappy, then I will feel so happy. If one person gets something out of this episode, then it has been worth it. In the meantime, go ahead, follow me on Instagram. I am at feed.nation. Go click on my link for coconut whisk. Order something, get $3 off your order. I get a small commission, everybody wins. You get an amazing product, tastes amazing. Go check them out. Until next time, my name is Natalie Nation, and you've been listening to Feed That Nation. Have a great day, and I'll see you soon.